0: Welcome to Level Up, the podcast designed to help you win at work and make you master of your money. Today, we're starting a series on the people who build our work community, recruiters. Before the pandemic, talent acquisition or staffing or recruitment teams were the ones that saw the most action within HR departments. Now that the world has changed, businesses are looking to cut costs to survive and we all need to adapt. If we're honest, I think everyone's at least a little worried that they might need to contact a recruiter soon. So we thought we'd give you a head start. Whether you're a recruiter yourself or have ever spoken to one, you might have heard of Darwin Rivers, the multi-awarded certified life coach and number 11 of the top 100 Filipinos to follow on LinkedIn. He's got over 20 years of HR and operations management experience with Fortune 500 companies and never fails to inspire me on Facebook. Are you ready to rock recruitment with him? Let's dive in! Welcome to Level Up Coach Darwin! Hi, everyone. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, it's really a crazy time. And we see you posting so much encouragement and inspiration on your social media on LinkedIn and Facebook. Guys, don't worry. We will be posting all of those links in the show notes so you can connect to Coach Darwin. Are companies even hiring right now during the pandemic? That's a
1: very good question, Jen. Um, I, I think before we focus on that particular question, It's best that we we understand where are we right now? We are under a global pandemic because of the COVID virus. Uh, Because of that, there is a global recession since March up to now. And because of this global recession, a lot of businesses and industries across the world is really being affected. In the Philippines, the latest report that the Department of Labor and Employment provided us is that there is about 2.6 million Filipinos who are affected by either temporary closure or permanent closure of different businesses or establishments. The Senate and Congress have a different projection it's actually higher Uh, according to to the senate their projection uh which is actually near what uh dti and uh neda has in their report is that it can go up to 5.5 million to 7.5 million filipinos who would be jobless in the next weeks and months because of this pandemic and this is really more of employees and workers that are both based here in the Philippines and also returning OFWs. This number is at 2.6 million right now. It does not include those who are working in informal jobs or informal industries.
0: You mean like contract workers or...? Uh,
1: These are really more of our farmers, our mostly blue-collar jobs that either have their own business or working on a small invasion type enterprises or those who are employed on a contractual or informal way with their employers. So that's the current situation. If uh, businesses or companies will be hiring, before we answer that, we need to know what are the businesses that are really impacted here in the Philippines uh, in terms of the pandemic. They actually uh, have about 12 highly impacted industries. And number one of those will be the airline and travel industry. Aside from the airline and travel industries, we have the casino and gaming industries. Those who are under leisure facilities. Also, uh, other industries also highly impacted are the automotive industry, which, of course, because people are afraid to spend right now, they don't buy cars. The oil and gas industry is also... Uh, Affected. A few months ago, the the price of food and gas would normally be about 50 to 60. Right now, it's as low as 30 restaurants because a lot of them are closed. Mm -hmm. And if we are open, because right now, under the um, different levels of quarantine that we have across the country, uh, most of them are only allowed to do either takeouts or at least 50 percent of their normal capacity the retail industry is also highly affected over the past months you cannot go inside the mall and buy uh clothes and whatnot the entertainment industry is also highly affected uh as you know a lot of uh, local channels are just airing replays the manufacturing industry is highly affected the real estate industry is also highly affected because of instead of buying investing in real estate people again would rather not spend their hard-earned money because they're not, because of the uncertainty. The agriculture industry, we've seen and heard of news that because of the lack of transportation and the lack of the resource to actually bring uh, our produce from the countryside going to the city, a lot of our farmers are actually just wasting or throwing their produce because it's costlier for those produce to travel to the cities, mm-hmm. right? The health and wellness establishments, and these are specifically your spas, your saunas, your uh, gyms are all closed right now. Lastly, the transportation industry. Even in other regions, um, public transportation is very limited. So these are the industries in the philippines as uh, based on my research are those who are highly affected now the question is are we still hiring yes i i, I believe that there there's always opportunities even in, in times of crisis
0: please forgive the household noises coach darwin and i were both recording from home and complying patiently with the government mandated quarantine
1: once all of these would settle down and we go back to business as usual, or we embrace the new normal, there will be an opportunity for everyone. But the projection, uh, Jen, if if I would say, is that we are expecting at least 30% of the global jobs to be either at loss or not yet available in the next six to 12 months. Now, um, what are the industries that are booming? E-commerce. E-commerce are very much booming right now. People don't don't want to get out. They will just order online for either food, either whatever they would need. That they yeah. whatever they would need, they would rather have it delivered on their homes, right? Insurance. A lot of people, prior to this pandemic, doesn't even have insurance, especially Filipinos. There was a report that in 2010, there's only what, uh, about 90% of the Filipinos doesn't have their own insurance. But because of what's happening right now, we are more, a lot of us, a lot lot of our fellow countrymen are now open to, I should get an insurance. The cost of being hospitalized because of COVID can run from 300,000 to a million. If I don't have any insurance, what would happen?
0: If your company provides health insurance, now would be a good time to check the small print and clarify with your provider about what exactly is included in your package. I know that the personal accident insurance that Upload has just started providing to our new partners does include coverage for COVID-19 treatment. Let me know at UploadPH on Facebook if you want to get this benefit for your employees. Our team can roll it out in your company within a week. Now, back to the industries that are hiring right now. Health
1: services, specifically those in hospitals. Of course, we know that our frontliners are really in need of manpower right now. So these are, for me, the top three uh, industries that are booming. And related to those to those industries, there are a lot of opportunities. I mean, um, a, lot, a lot of our fellow men are starting to think to be entrepreneurial. Right. They they would rather that because they now feel that um, being employed does not really give you full security. Then a lot of our fellow men would like to own that responsibility to being secure of their own future. So a lot of even on my circle of friends, they started to have their own small businesses. And these are people that are on the managerial directoral level who actually lost their jobs. Um, And now, at least they have their savings. They're trying to to use those savings to start their own business. A lot of people now are shifting from one industry to another. A lot of employees are thinking of shifting from their current career to another uh, career, which is more stable right now. I mean, I know a lot of people in the BPO industry who lost their jobs that are now looking into entering the insurance companies because they see that there is a lot of opportunities there. There will always be opportunities, but we need to accept the fact of where we are right now. This is the time for people to be agile. This is the time for people to be able to utilize all available opportunities and make sure to maximize the time that they have in their hands to advance themselves in terms of their skill set and knowledge. If you do not do that, then you will be eaten up by change. You will be eaten up by lost opportunities because reality is we are changing. Uh, For my generation who did not uh, really experience, our generation who did not really experience war, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, This is a new level of war because we don't even see our enemy. So we really have to be agile and embrace the new normal. We have to have the grit within us to be able to be adaptable, to be able to um, be aggressive and looking for opportunities. Opportunities will always be there, but we need to find it. If we just stay at home and be full of uh, I mean, we're just waiting for something to happen, then nothing will happen. I, I, I remember Jen, sorry, um, there, there was a discussion that I had last night with a friend and I actually post this on LinkedIn and I my post is really more of the gift of asking. The reason why I post that is because I feel that if you don't ask, you're losing up opportunities. Um, The reason why I I share that in my network is because because of what's happening right now, a lot of people, they're no longer uh, adaptable to change. They're afraid to ask other people for help. In terms of jobs, are there any available jobs that uh, you have in your network? Because I'm sure there is. but If you don't ask, you won't know and you won't be able to get those opportunities.
0: Your point of view is always that, hey, even if it looks like it's it's a, the steepest mountain you'll ever climb. You know, you always talk about how there is something about each, let's just call them an employee or potential employee, that is important to some company or some purpose in our economy, in our world, right? That's something I really want to ask you about. How do you build up that optimism inside of you so that we can, I mean, we feel it radiating from you. And uh, I'm very curious, how did you develop that within yourself?
1: I always believe that having the attitude of gratitude would be able to lift you up into a higher altitude. If you focus on positivity, if you focus on opportunities, if you focus on things that would be able to add value. Not only to yourself, but also to the people around you or to your community. Then you won't have time to see all the problems, all the noises. I call them noises that is surrounding you. Yes, the government sucks. We all know that. I myself knows that. But we we can only act on the things that we can affect, and the things that we can affect will immediately be ourselves. One thing that you need not lose. Really, at this time, aside from being positive, aside from having the, the, the attitude of gratitude, is your faith. Without faith, you won't be able to go anywhere.
0: Actually, sorry, let's talk about recruiters a little bit more. Ooh. I have myself been involved in companies where I was there for you know a couple of months before I realized I was not right for this company. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not a culture fit for me. What would you recommend to recruiters to look out for so that they can tell if an employee is a culture fit?
1: Really deep dive on the background and experiences of the person you're trying to hire, right? Um, Being able to spend time knowing the person and being able to see and feel if this person is someone who would actually grow or benefit being part of your organization. You know what, Jen? One thing I've learned is it's okay to say no to someone who's very optimistic, who's very qualified, but is not culture fit. You know why? Because even if you hire someone whose skill set is aligned with the role, who's very knowledgeable, but is not culture fit, you will only be wasting both their time normally the behavior the characteristics of recruiters is we tend to oversell our company right we we normally uh describe rainbows and butterflies whenever we sell the company to our prospective candidates especially if those candidates are really highly valuable in the market spending time that's really it to understand to know to be able to see the candidates values motivations commitment and plans and goals in life if these are aligned to the mission, vision, and values of your organization and what's really happening, the culture of your company, then you'll be able to make at least a very objective decision of hiring the candidate. End of the day, you want to make sure that you maximize the time that you're spending in terms of finding the right opportunity. You cannot gauge the candidate by just talking to him or her for 15-30 minutes. You really have to spend time especially if the role is on a people manager level or on a management level right that's very important aside from spending time i think would be being able to understand the business as hr part of time position part of hr whenever you're hiring understand the job most of the recruiters not all There's a chef right now. They just know how to recruit, but they don't really understand how the business works. They don't know the people in in operations. They don't know the personalities, the temperaments. They don't know how the business works. They just base their judgment on a piece of paper that would have the job description or base it on the manpower acquisition. That is something, for me, is not a best practice. Why? You need to have calibrations with your hiring leaders or or hiring managers. Not only to know the business, but to know their temperament, to know their values, to know if this particular personality of a manager would actually be aligned
0: Complement, complement
1: the person that you're hiring. Third would be, what are the plans of this particular candidate? Uh, What are his or her career goals? Because if you know for yourself that there won't be any movement in your organization for X numbers of years, then don't overpromise someone that they will be able to move up the ladder or a corporate ladder for a short time. Because even if how good they are, even how excellent they would perform, there will be no opportunity because either you're a flat organization and or there's no availability for that position, you need to what? Wait for someone to die in management team <laughs> before they can actually uh, there are a be lot promoted. of companies <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just have to be honest. I mean transparency between the recruiter and, and the candidate, knowing what are the career goals of the candidate is very important. Be open to do multitasking or be open to accept different roles or responsibilities at the same time because of what's happening, a lot of roles. Are being merged into just one one particular job, and um, your adaptability to be fit for 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 that is something crucial. Your your motivation, it's something that uh, would seal the deal. If if I w- may add, normally uh, recruiters would during the last questions of 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 the interview. The questions are really more of how you handle stress, how you handle issues and challenges what do you normally do whenever you're outside work this is more of of, of questions to see how adaptable how uh, motivated what are the things that you prioritize in your life in terms of in terms of your career right
0: i think now we have also a unique opportunity to think about what it is that we want out of a company out of our lives And one piece of advice from one of your LinkedIn presentations also, uh, it was like the last slide or something about take the opportunity um, during this time, not just to build on your strengths, but to build deeper relationships.
1: Correct. Deeper relationships.
0: Please tell us about that. I I
1: believe that either you get hired or not in the company that you're applying for. If you get hired, then it means that there is a lot of opportunities for you to really build relationships that are more lasting relationships that would actually help and support you to be successful in your role because that's important i mean most of the candidates uh new hires would normally fail on their first three to six months why because they're not able to have the proper guidance the proper support or the motivation that the environment, the work environment gives them. So having those relationships from the start is very important. You need to build your network inside your, your organization. And when I say relationships, these are really, really genuine lasting relationships, meaning that you you see each and everyone as someone that can contribute and add value to you, especially if you're new in the organization. Now if you didn't get the job, then it's still an opportunity for you to establish relationships and have those recruiters or have those people that were part of your interview process or application process to be part of your network, right? One way or another, you would encounter them. I mean, I myself, I've worked with people who I've worked like a decade ago. The, The industry, the community is very small that one way or another, you will cross paths. It's really valuing everyone, whoever, whatever role he or she is. I always believe that your character, not only as an employee but as a person, would be seen on how well you treat people whatever their positions or level is. One way or another, these people can actually influence someone. I'll give you an example. I know a candidate, very outstanding, very pleasing personality. One of the hiring managers, when the candidate left, Ask the receptionist, is that person okay? The receptionist said things that the hiring manager did not see. And one way or another, it influenced the person. You have to be careful on your actions, how you speak, how you communicate with the people around you, especially those who you don't know.
0: That that reminds me, Darwin, about like, you know, when you're on a date, right? Like, it really matters how the other person treats the waiter.
1: Correct. correct.
0: Because I really see our careers and our jobs as a real relationship. Um, That if it's fruitful, then yeah, it's like, it becomes like a marriage. Mm -hmm. It's really, or like a family more like, right? I mean, that's the goal at least.
1: Agree, Um, because you spend more time. Most people spend more time.
0: So at work,
1: rather than at home. I mean, going to work will take you what? One to two hours?
0: Yeah.
1: Then nine hours at work. And Sometimes you have to do overtime. So you, you work either eight to twelve hours in the office, spend another two hours going home, and just spend less than eight hours with your family. With your family? With those eight hours, <laughs> and you just have to sleep, right? So what? building relationships inside the organization would really help you not only in your career but also in your mental psychological and emotional health
0: are there any rules of thumb about that you can suggest about how to build deeper relationships through, through this work from home situation
1: I think um, if you are a, a manager this is what what um, we did this is what we did before we actually transitioned. I mean in, in my organization 95% of our manpower, across sites are all working from home Mm -hmm. before we did that what we did uh, before we actually transition to that what we did is we made sure that we trained our people leaders our supervisors to um one be familiar with the systems that they will be using in terms of evaluating the productivity of the people who are working from home or would have our uh, our remote work arrangements Aside from that, being able to train them to engage with their team members virtually. Because a lot of people would would be very good in interpersonal relationships. But when it comes to being on a virtual setup, they're not really able to convey their emotions, uh, their the real meaning that they would like to, to 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 tell the person. I mean, oftentimes people managers would fail because um, they really don't know how to properly communicate virtually. You know what? The reason why relationships is very important, why respect is very important, because people that respects their leaders would always make sure that they use their time well and productively rather than if you're working with someone who is not really, let's just say you don't have any deep relationships with or deep respect to. Mm-hmm. Uh, most employees would just spend time, what? Watching movies, watching Netflix instead of doing reports. Most mo- most would, um, it's really more of Building trust, trusting your people who are on a work from home setup, that they will be productive, because uh, the way that you will be evaluating them is really more of the input and the outcome,
0: mm-hmm. not
1: really more of a
0: like time in time.
1: Like out. time in time out. It's really more of what will be end of day, the the value that they can actually bring to the organization mm-hmm. because of what they're doing.
0: What if you're not in a role right now? You're unemployed right now. Mm -hmm. How can you build relationships without seeming just know? Do you have any tips for those? Um,
1: If you're out of work right now and you would like to establish relationships through your network, let's say to your professional network, the best thing that you can do is, um, well, one, find a mentor right find a mentor that is really passionate and would really be uh would really be able to give time and guidance to you that's that's the number one thing find a mentor there would always be someone who can mentor you either within or outside your organization aside from finding a mentor finding a support group a professional support group and when i say professional support group these are the people who have uh who are like-minded as you are. These are the people who attend webinars that attend virtual classes. Establish relationships with them. Ask them what are what are the next uh um learnings that you will that they will be enrolling to create create valuable relationships. So aside from finding a mentor, finding a support group, a professional support group, being active in the community, being able to Tell everyone. This is these are my thoughts. These are the skills that I have. How can I help you, or how you can develop me and help me be a better person? Putting yourself out there. It's going back to uh, the value of asking, right? Mm-hmm. The value of asking. You need to ask someone to be a mentor. You need to ask people uh, if they if they are willing to be part of your professional circle where where you would um mutually support each other uh and then uh, being part of a community that would drive your passion your passion to to be better on whatever you're doing whatever industry role that you have or industry that you're part of a um, right? uh, bridge of the same feather flocks together. And you, we, 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 uh, my, I would normally put it as finding your tribe. Remember the, the tribe mentality? Okay. If you're part of a tribe, if you're part of a community, this tribe protects you. right? It will protect you, it will hone you. It's um, very similar to the saying that um, it takes a village to raise up a child. It takes a tribe to actually uh make a person successful. I won't be where I am right now if I do not have mentors, if I were not able to find people who are part of my uh professional support group. If I was not able to find like minded people who are who would help me build the community similar to the Philippines HR group. I mean prior prior to the Philippines HR group I've been into um, uh, uh, Yahoo groups of HR mm-hmm. professionals. I've been into into different FB groups also, and until we decided that hey, let's let's do something more for the community. Let's establish something that would really add value and advance the HR and HR allied professionals. So. There you go. The Philippines HR group, which has now have more than 210,000 members, oh, wow. of this team.
0: And it's so active and always so um, useful. Especially it has a mind of correct. It has
1: a mind of its own. I mean, I don't need to be there 24 by 7. The moderators, admins, don't need to be there. Uh, people w- were able to create a culture of badasakit and a culture of bayanihan. Mm-hmm malasakit because they were able to experience being helped by someone and because of the malasakit because of their malasakit they would like to help other people also bayanihan is more of hey i don't know you but i would really like to help you because you're part of my community
0: i remember in the beginning of the lockdown when there were some a lot of questions about the dole assistance that was going out people were uh, complaining or asking whether it was right or not and which employees should get it etc and uh, it was a really productive conversation Mm -hmm. instead of everybody just being you know judging and Mm -hmm. saying you're wrong it shouldn't be like that which is how which is why I was never on Facebook a lot before I joined that group um, because it was so negative. And so congratulations for really making such a positive space. Thank you for that. And thank you for joining us on Level Up. I can feel we're totally like raising our frequency now and trying to reach you at your, at your peak positivity thank you so thank you, much. thank you
1: oh shen be, be, before yeah. i go i would like to just share a few a few points so to our yes, audience please. one of us is that number one we're all in this together um we are in a global crisis this is a pandemic we should see each other as part of a community we, it would not help us to just uh, have a mentality of survival of the fittest for you to be able to survive we have to help we have to help each other um as an HR professional, you have to make sure that you understand that whatever you're doing before things will be different after the new normal. So, you have to be agile to adapt to the new normal, to be able to learn new tools and new processes and best practices. Um, you need to make sure that you respect the, all the people around you. They all can come from different backgrounds. And you don't know their problems. Um, I, I remember the saying: "It's wrong to say that we're all in we're all in the same ship. We may be all in the same ocean, but we're not all in the same ship. Mm. Some are some are in a yacht, some are on a wooden boat, some are in a some are like on rats. a raft, right? So each and every one of us has different levels of challenges and struggles. Be respectful." To those challenges and to the differences of people, be respectful of their ideas and uh, help them understand where you're coming from. Um, lastly, again, going back for you to adopt, that so you need to have an agile personality. Uh, you need to adopt. If you don't adopt the kids, you won't be able to grow and you won't be able to success, to be successful. And this journey, towards the new normal
0: ah oh, thunderous applause thank, thank you, you so much coach darwin guys don't miss um the show notes all of the links will be over there and i'll make sure to reiterate all of your sites coach darwin thank you thank, thank you, you very so much, Jen. much thank you for inviting So guys, in case that was not inspiring enough, I want you to know I got an email from LinkedIn yesterday pitching me jobs from Deutsche Bank, Education.ph, Huawei, the World Health Organization, Lazada, Johnson & Johnson, CBRE, Accenture, and even Globe. So companies are hiring, recruiters are still busy and probably busier than ever. If you're job searching, it's time to find opportunities for growth and become an even more valuable asset. Connect with who you are and what you have to offer. Maybe join a community that will keep you positive and motivated. As a recruiter, you'll need to make time to understand your applicant's goals. Take the time to ensure a culture fit Understand your operational needs so that every hire is one that makes a difference in your organization. We're here to help you level up during your quarantine downtime. I listed my favorite free learning resources at Upload.ph blogs and I really need to know what you think of them. Do you have any to recommend? Remember, you can always look back at everything we talked about on this podcast at that address, uploan.ph blogs. We can also connect on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. I'm at uploan.ph. I'd love to hear from you. Before you go, why not send this episode to the recruiter in your life? I bet they'll love it. Until next time, keep your head up, baby. You got this.